0: habit stacking, setting boundaries, home organization, outsourcing, and you better believe we're going to be dishing out some chores so we can create hours of intentional time to pour into our kids. Since that is our number one priority as vibrant moms, grab that lukewarm coffee. Let's stop time. Hey friends. I'm super excited to talk to you today in case you missed it, the last few episodes, go back and listen to them. We are starting a five week series and we'll do 10 different time management tools. We'll talk about each one of them. Now, these are tools that I teach my clients to use in coaching sessions with them and so forth it helps them to be more productive to stay organized and manage all the things because we as moms have so much to manage now these tools have given my clients more time in their weekly schedule to pour into their kids to pour into their marriage and to pour into themselves so each week we're going to focus and kind of dive in deep to one of these 10 tools. And I'm super, super excited to do that with you. So for five weeks, we're going to do this really fun time management session. And we are going to conclude the five-week series with a live workshop. So mark on your calendars, September 19th. It's going to be called time management strategies for the overwhelmed mom, and it will be on Tuesday, September nineteenth, as I mentioned, at ten a.m. Pacific Standard Time, eleven a.m. Mountain Standard Time, twelve p.m. Central Time, and one p.m. East Coast Time. And I am super excited. It'll just be a great time to hang out and have some fun. I'm going to have prizes. It'll be a fun workshop. So come on over. You have to be present to win prizes, but we're going to give away all kinds of things and it'll be really fun. And on top of that, you'll be able to ask questions and you'll hopefully come away with a few time management tools that you can take and use as an overwhelmed mom and uh, strategies that will help you just to take on all the things that we do, right? Make sure that you mark that on your calendars, September 19th. And I'm super excited to see you over there. You can also go to my website or my workshop. It's birdmichelle, B-Y-R-D-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E.com slash workshop and sign up for the workshop. So go there, go sign up, save your seat. It'll be great. Once again, it's birdmichelle, B-Y-R-D-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E.com slash workshop. All right, let's jump into the time-saving management tool that we have for today. Today, we are going to talk about all things meal planning. Oh my goodness. Meals, 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 right? Every day, our family and ourselves have to eat. So weird, right? But we need to feed our family and ourselves, don't skip out, three times a day. We really want to be healthy moms, right? Everybody wants to try to feed their kids healthy, but things get in the way. You're running from place to place. No matter if we are exhausted or overwhelmed or just back from driving children across the universe multiple times, as we all do, right? Sports and school and everything. Oh, all the things. So it doesn't really matter. All these things. (laughs) We still have to get dinner on the table. So how can we make it easy? How can we save time and energy and make it feel just much less like a chore and more like, okay, I got this. And I have to say (laughs) dinner is the worst. It comes at the worst time when we're all tired and everybody's finally home from school or sports or everything like that. And we're, I'm trying to like put stuff together. And that's the time I find that I most likely lose it and yell at my kids, or I'm just stressed or I'm exhausted or I'm hangry. And so these are just some simple steps that I have started to implement and that have really helped my dinner plans go so much smoother and really helped us all have a much better kind of evening time when the kids are home from school. And this is just a really important time cuz they're working on homework and they're telling me about their day. And so I really wanted to be kind of a fluid time, which I'm sure you do too. <laughs> and you're tired from all the things, right? So, I'm just going to talk about today, three simple steps to kind of help you make meals time easier. These are just simple ways. So grab out that notebook and a pen and maybe your favorite beverage if you like, and we are going to dive in. So number one is to plan, plan what you're going to eat that week beforehand. This is key. I know (laughs) we kind of got off this schedule and it really makes a big difference to plan at the beginning of the week to take a minute and sit down and think with your spouse, or maybe it's just you, maybe you're brainstorming with your kids, what they'd like to eat, but take a look at your week and figure out kind of what nights you'll need a faster meal, what nights you have time to cook a meal, so, you know, sometimes there's nights, especially now with all the back to school stuff, where you have a back to school night or you have a sports practice or you have a sports game or kids are just somewhere else and you have to pick them up and it's going to be late or church events too. We have all those things on our calendar. So take a minute and take a look at your week and just think about what kind of things you want to You know, where you want to structure things like, okay, this day I'm going to need a quick meal on this day. We're all going to be home in the evening. So we have a little bit more time to cook. Think about that. Write out what meals you will have on what nights. Now we tend to rotate through several different dishes that everybody will eat. And (laughs) sometimes our children don't want those dishes anyway. And so they end up eating whatever we have on hand. So maybe they'll eat a ham sandwich, or maybe my husband will grill up a frozen hamburger for one of them, or maybe one of them wants eggs or something else. So sometimes we just say, okay, well, these are your options. What do you want? But for the most part, we try to eat all together the same thing. (laughs) Now, one other idea is crockpot meals. So you can cook crockpot meals during the day and then have it all ready in the evening for dinner. That makes for a super fast dinner. Or you can cook over the weekend. You can cook two or three different dishes, maybe just the meat for that dish or whatever your main thing is, and then save it and alternate between those two items. So maybe you're doing leftovers Monday, Wednesday, and then the other two nights, Tuesday, Thursday, you do a different meal. But you've already made that meal over the weekend, so during the week, you're not as frantic to try to get everything on the table. So just rotate those leftovers. Or maybe you have one night a week that is a no cook night. We typically have that on like a Friday night when everybody's tired. We may order salads that we really love from this one salad place. Or maybe we'll order pizza for the kids, or maybe we'll just have like a charcuterie board, but it's a nice way to end the week and to just not have to cook that night and take a deep breath. It kind of gets us into the, with the weekend. So maybe you have one night that is a no cook night. We like to write down our list kind of on the refrigerator of what we are going to eat each night. So it really helps just to plan out because then you can look at, okay, tomorrow night we're gonna have salmon and so we need to defrost the salmon the night before. Or maybe we're making my husband's making taco meat, so maybe we need to defrost the meat the night before. So it just kind of helps you stay in tune of like, okay, what were we going to eat? what do we have? All the things. So first step is to plan. Now, as we mentioned, there's lots of ideas in how to plan. You mainly just want to look at your schedule and see what nights you're going to need a fast meal and what nights you have a little bit of extra time. And if there are no nights like that, make sure that the weekend before that you've cooked maybe a couple of dishes that you can alternate throughout the week. Number two is to prepare. Make sure that you have what you need on hand. I have to say there's nothing more frustrating than having to go to the grocery store at the end of the day or go to the grocery store for one thing. I hate it. It's like my biggest pet peeve (laughs) and I will walk out of the grocery store with at least 10 items so that I never have to return again for one item. (laughs) My husband hates this as well because usually it's more expensive than me going for one item. So make sure that you have things on hand. Now, an easy way to do this would be you can order online so that your groceries are delivered. I've found that that is huge and very helpful, especially with Costco, because I can spend hours at Costco looking at things and checking things out and walking through the aisles and picking out stuff. And then I finally get home to like unload it all. And that takes my entire morning (laughs) So if I pick out stuff online the night before, and then I just say, I want it all delivered. It will all arrive at my house. And I only spend the time putting it all away. And it is magical. It's like, there's two of me. It's the best thing ever, especially with Costco that takes hours of my day. So figure out if there's some things that maybe do that and you can have your groceries delivered, A lot of places now do that, so it's lovely. Now, we have a chest freezer in the garage, so we get meat from ButcherBox. Uh, We love them, and so they're more like grass-fed, really organic meat, maybe organic, but it's just a better quality, and so we get that delivered, and my husband loves meat, and so he picks out which ones he wants delivered which week. And how much and all that. So he's in charge of all that portion. So we get usually a big thing of butcher box meat, and then we put it in our chest freezer in the garage and we have a big whiteboard up above it. And so then we mark down what we have in the chest freezer because it's so difficult. If you have a big chest freezer to dig to the very bottom and figure out what you have, and then things are coated in ice and they're cold and you can't tell what, was something that's down there towards the bottom. And when did you put it in the chest freezer? How long has it been there? It doesn't now have freezer burn all the things, right? So we have a big whiteboard, as I said, above it. And with that, we have listed out all the stuff we have in the chest freezer so that we know we only have two bags of shrimp, or we only have one thing of a ground beef, So we kind of keep track. Okay. We only have this many. Next time you order from Costco or butcher box, order this type of meat. So that makes it super easy. If you have somewhere that you are storing stuff, for example, the freezer in the garage, some people have a extra refrigerator in the garage, that kind of thing. Make sure you have a whiteboard so that you can take careful lists of what is exactly in your freezer so you don't double buy things. Things don't sit in there forever and you just use it and it works. Not to mention that our children love when the butcher box comes because they usually pack it with dry ice and so they put the dry ice in our kitchen sink and then they run water on it and they blow on it and see all the like fog of dry ice and of course they don't touch it because that would be they would burn their hands but they love just watching the dry ice and seeing it kind of like spill over in foam and so fog and everything like that so it's a big hit if you decide to go that way And if you do need to make a run to the grocery store, do it after you drop off children at school, if you can. This is, I have found, the best time to have a list and to go early. It's less stressful, there are less people there, it's more calm, you have brain power because it's at the beginning of the day, so you haven't use your brain to make a whole lot of decisions. So you can usually go a little bit faster when you have a list and you're like, okay, these are the things I need to get. Here we go. And it's easier to make decisions. It all just works better. There's more spots in the parking lot. The people are nicer. It's just more lovely much, much more lovely versus if I have to go in the middle of the day or towards the end of the day or on the weekend or other times when everybody's grumpy and there's like 120 people in the store, that's only meant for 30. Everybody's trying to get stuff. There's no spots in the parking lot and people are running into each other and honking at each other. It's just super stressful. So it's lovely to go in the morning. I have found right after I drop off children at school. And then I pick up what I need and head straight back home, put it in the refrigerator. That works really well. Now in the winter, when it's not as hot in the car, (laughs) I do, I have done like a quick run to the store and then to pick up children and then go straight home. But sometimes that gets a little dicey if you have frozen stuff or milk or something in the car and you don't want it to defrost and you can't wait to get it home and back in the refrigerator. So I've found that it's less stressful if I just go in the morning first thing. All right. As we talked about preparing meals over the weekend and eating it during the week or preparing maybe dinner for that day at lunchtime, those are two good options of being able to Prepare stuff and being a little bit more prepared if you have everything from the grocery store. So, I had one client who it was just a lot to make dinner that evening. It would take a long time to cut up stuff and take care of things. And she wanted to get to bed by a certain time so that she could have eight hours of sleep, which is what we all love, right? So, she worked it backwards and said, Okay, if I want to get to bed at this time and I get home from work at this time, or I'm gone, but in the middle of the day, I'm home on these days, I could meal prep. So she figured out, or we kind of worked through her schedule and figured out that these certain days she could meal prep at lunchtime and make maybe a big stew or she could meal prep stuff. So dinner that evening was a lot easier. And then it made two meals. The next day she'd have the same one, and then she'd do it again when she was back at home. So you can kind of get creative about that. If you have more time in the middle of your day or you're at home working from home, you can always meal prep for dinner that evening so that it makes it nice and quick. So maybe it's chopping up stuff while you're heating up your lunch or you're eating lunch. You're also getting things ready for dinner because usually you have food out, you're already in the kitchen making things. So it works really well as as timing. Number three, we've kind of jumped into this one, but number three is to execute. So number one, we talked about planning and looking at your week, taking a look at what days you're going to need a fast meal and what days you have a little bit of extra time to make a meal. And number two, prepping, make sure you have all the ingredients kind of a little trick of when to run to the store and that kind of thing. And number three is to execute. So definitely eat the meals that you're planning to eat. I know sometimes we don't feel like eating whatever we've decided, but go ahead, just eat it anyway, eat that, have fun. And then the next time move on to something else. And if you don't like that dish, don't put it in your rotation of dishes. Now, don't be afraid to serve your kids the same thing. I know there's no rule that says your kids have to eat a variety of everything. If they are eating healthy foods and they're eating foods they love, it's okay. So for example, I used to feel kind of guilty, but now I'm like, that's fine. We always have cut up veggies ready to go. We have the same three vegetables that they've had for years. They have cucumbers peppers, and carrots. And so those are already in a bag, ready to go. So I dish them out on plates first thing. And this I found helps so much. I really didn't think that it was that big of a deal until I thought about it a little bit more, but using the veggies as appetizers means that our kids eat those first because they're super hungry. And they can just chew on them while they're doing other things. If they're trying to finish their homework before we start dinner or whatever, but it kind of keeps them like, okay, we're going to start eating dinner and they, it gets them going. It also helps me because things are usually all ready to go. Things are already prepped and those veggies are already in a bag, all cut up, ready to put on a plate. And so it helps me mentally kind of transition and also not having to think about making decisions for dinner at that exact moment. I know, okay, they get these vegetables. I take them out. I start putting them on plates. I start figuring that out. And then my brain starts rolling of making other decisions like, okay, what are we cooking tonight for dinner? What do we need to get prepped? What are the next steps? So it helps me just to engage by not having to make any decisions immediately, knowing that this is what we do. Hopefully that helps and will help you as well. Now, one quick thing. So be flexible, give yourself a little bit of grace. Now we are actually trying to eat together for dinner, but I know some nights this is just not possible. Some nights we've eaten in the dining room all together. Great awesome. We have a great conversation. Some nights we've eaten just off the kitchen table while the kids are doing homework and they're like munching on stuff and half eating and trying to get homework done so that we can get to bed at a good time. Some nights we're eating on our kitchen Island and kind of countertop. Cause maybe that's a little bit faster, or maybe that's um, just works a little bit better for that evening. So be flexible. Don't give yourself some grace. It's the end of the day. You're trying to put food on the table and get everybody together. And it is a lot work, sports, homework, working out, going to the gym. All this stuff gets put into this two to three hour period. So yes, give yourself some grace and know that it just might look different every night or just during certain seasons. For example, we have two children who are going to be playing flag football, and so they don't get out of practice until about 4.45, 5 o'clock, and then you have to go pick them up. So by the time you get back home, it will be about 5.30 maybe when we're starting to even prep for dinner, which usually we eat around that time. So. It'll just be a little bit different. And the fact that once they get home, they still need to do homework and get all that done and get to bed at a decent time so they can wake up the next morning, right? So just do what works for your family. So maybe it works to pause everything and have dinner all together. Maybe it works to feed your kids Parts of dinner while they're doing their homework, and then you won't eat together. And as I said, maybe you're just eating at different times. So it's okay. Take it with a grain of salt. It may be just a certain season. One key, as I said, is really to eat early. We try to eat as early as we can between five and five 30. But as I said, our kiddos are doing some sports and so they're not going to get home until after practice. So that kind of shifts everything a little bit further. But definitely the rest of the evening goes so much better when we eat at about 5 530. The kids are already tired and hungry and it helps to just roll our evening a little bit sooner so that we get them in bed by about 7:30. That's the goal, but it's usually about 8 30. But our goal is around 730 so that they can get some sleep and then be able to rock and roll the next day. Now, kind of a bonus tip on how to organize your fridge. You want to put, I know everybody puts the vegetables like down in the vegetable bins, right? But you really want to put the veggies where you can see them on a higher shelf. You want to look at them all the time to know, oh yeah, we need to eat that broccoli or that lettuce or whatever it is. Also put the oldest vegetables in the front, so that you use those first. So anytime you go to the grocery store, you get new vegetables or fruit or whatever it is, put those towards the back of your refrigerator and then use up the other stuff first. Also, I know some friends like to put all the parts of a meal. So let's say you're making something. So put all those parts of it together in the refrigerator so that all you have to do is pull out that whole section. And then you're like, okay, for tacos we need meat and salsa and cheese and whatever else. So you put it all together in the refrigerator so that you just pull out that whole section. Now that doesn't work for us partially because we usually have the kids lunches and their refrigerator, those lunch boxes take up a big amount of space or things are just in other places, but that might work for you. So it's just an idea. Now I really pray that this episode has blessed you and that it has given you maybe just a few new tricks to use as you feed your family. When you are exhausted, I find that this can be one of the most overwhelming events of the day. You're trying to get dinner on the table and everybody is tired. My brain usually has stopped working. Homework can be super frustrating for kids kids are tired. We're all exhausted. Everybody's trying to do all the things at the same time. So give yourself some grace, maybe put on some nice music, get a little creative in what works best for your family and plan ahead to save yourself some time and sanity. I really hope that this Blesses you, and that you just learn a couple little tools that we've talked about today as far as meal planning and getting all of that set up. As we said, it can be overwhelming and it happens every day, no matter if you are exhausted or not. Now, before I let you go, definitely remember don't forget the incredible free live workshop that we have going on on September 19th. Once again, it's called Time Management Strategies for the Overwhelmed Mom, and it will be on Tuesday, September 19th at 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. East Coast Time. I am super excited. As I said, there will be prizes and it will be really fun. So go to my website, B Y R D M I C H E L L com slash workshop and sign up for the workshop. So don't forget slash workshop. Oh, I just hope that you are able to take some of these things that we talked about and put them into practice so that you have amazing meal times with your family and that it is at least a little less chaotic. (laughs) Now go and have a busy, vibrant day. Did this podcast bless you? Did you learn something new? Did this podcast encourage you? Please Please leave our mom a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it blessed you, encouraged you, or challenged you in some new way that is helping you. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that needs community too? I also would love if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave me a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know that you are actually enjoying the show and that it is blessing you. Plus, it makes me happy to hear from you. Come on over to our free community, birdmichelle.com and grab your free gifts. I have free productivity programs and everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses or connecting. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode.